0: Welcome to the Advisor Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host Steve Gordon, and I have on the road and on the phone with me uh, my co-host John Curry. Uh, and uh, John, great to be talking with you again.
1: Nice talking with you, Steve. And uh, to be specific, I'm I'm in my car on I-10, headed to Jacksonville, Florida. So, uh, but the, but the show must go on, even if it is a road show.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we started this thing off for those who have listened, uh, back to episode one. If you haven't go back and listen to it. But, uh, for those that you, those who have been kind of following along this journey with us, uh, this whole process started at a breakfast meeting that, that John and I have, uh, you know, a couple times a month. And, um, had the idea to do this podcast. And by the end of that day, we had recorded the first four episodes. Um, and so we're big believers in speed of implementation. But also, John, really important and kind of corollary to that is consistency, particularly with marketing, uh, but with any action and staying consistent with it. And so, um, you know, we had this circumstance where John was going to have to be on the road during one of our scheduled times. And we just said, you know what, we're gonna make it work. So the audio quality might not be what uh, it, it has been, but it'll still be good. And the information, I hope, will be very enlightening. So, um, just glad we're uh, we're doing it, man. I, I love uh, recording these with you.
1: I enjoy it. It's like <clears throat> we talk about it at breakfast. You know, we'll go all the way around. The, I call it the five points of a star, but we'll get back to the center. And uh, we're doing it because we love doing it. And we know that the information will help everyone who listens and will apply it. Uh, just, we're just doing what we love doing that we're uniquely qualified to do and have a passion for. So I don't know what all is coming at me today because I, uh, I'm driving, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm just relaxed driving down the road and, um, I'm waiting for what you throw at me my
0: friend. (laughs) Well, today we're, uh, we're going to get a little bit meta. We're going to talk about podcasts. Uh, We're going to talk about podcasts on a podcast. So (laughs) Okay. You have a podcast that is really directed towards clients. We now together have this podcast. I've got another one that is uh, directed towards our clients. Um, And, um, and then we produce them for, for all kinds of, uh, uh, of professionals, lots of different disciplines, including for advisors. But, um, you know, we, we're big believers in this as a medium. And, um, I want to take some time today to kind of explain why I think it's really powerful, what's new and different about it. Um, and, and how those of you listening can, can use it. And so, um, and John, I hope you'll share some of your experiences. You've been doing yours now for 18 months or two years, I think, Um, and and just had some tremendous success. Let me make a comment
1: up front, if I may, and then then I'll be quiet while you explain what you want to cover and then bring me in when you're ready. But I just want to make this comment. All of you who are listening, what you're about to hear, you're either going to embrace it immediately or push it aside. And I'm going to encourage you to keep an open mind because when Steve first broached the subject to me about doing podcasts, I didn't really embrace it. I listened, I, he's my buddy, he's like a brother to me. I didn't really embrace it. And then once it sunk in, it was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm a client of Steve's, he produces all of my podcasts and I'm going to taste him. The beauty of it is I'm doing something in front of a person that I want to interview and get to know better. And it's nurturing the relationship to a level That you can't believe and it's fun and Steve you would have no way of knowing this we haven't talked about it this week but I have three people this week that are on the schedule to be interviewed for my podcast for the Secure Retirement Podcast over the next three or four weeks we have nine more that have agreed to do it so we're going in at a uh, another level of getting even more done and when it's appropriate I'll come back in and share why we're stepping that up but Please just share with the folks what you taught me because once you once you made that connection in my brain, I was like, oh my god, what a multiplier effect that we have right here! It's fun to do, and I get to do what I love doing.
0: Well, you just said the the most important word, multiplier, and uh, when I first discovered this and and first used a podcast, and this is back in 2012, before they were kind of as popular as as they have become. Uh, now, uh, I, I really stumbled upon it. And so, um, I, I, I think the, the thing that, that most people think when, when it's any, any type of, of marketing that's associated with the internet, the immediate belief is that because it's associated with the internet, you need millions of people listening. I mean, that's, that's ultimately the goal, right? Because there's infinite scale, there's no marginal cost as you grow, and, um, and it's sort of like this perfect medium from that standpoint. Um, and, and that's a tremendous mistake that, that way of looking at, at this. And, and honestly, that way of looking at most internet marketing is a tremendous mistake. Um, and it's a mistake because of the amount of competition that's out there for attention. It's really difficult sometimes to get attention. And, and so people think, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Who's going to listen to it and all that. I would do one and i told you this john i would do a podcast if nobody listened because the the listenership and the audience is as much as we love all of you who are listening it's a strategic byproduct for most businesses that have a, a podcast and so um uh, the this idea of a a strategic byproduct is it's just something extra you get it's a bonus but it, you do it anyway, even if you didn't get that. So let me tell you why I would have a podcast, whether or not anybody ever listened. And, and the number one reason to do it is it is an easy way to start relationships. And this is the case that I made to John back before he started. I, I said, I, I haven't found any easier way to open the door with somebody that I either want to have as a, a referral partner or as a client. And the way that I open the door is I go in and I say, I've got this media platform called a podcast, you know, which now positions me as a little bit of a journalist and not as a a salesman. And I'm there showing up, not at first to sell, but at first I'm there to build a relationship, to make a relationship, to get to know somebody, to shine a, a light on the good work that they're doing in the world. And um, and edify them, and it's a great way to build a relationship really quickly. I mean, this is like kindergarten level relationship building, really, right? If you, you know, if you go back to, um, uh, you know, how, how to win friends and influence people. What was the the thing that that Carnegie said in there? One of the most, uh, one of the easiest ways to be interesting is to be interested in other people.
1: That's correct. Hey, let me say something real quick here. Uh, to emphasize and amplify what the point you just made, one of the things i've discovered the reason I would do them, but nobody else listened is because sitting across the table i've had people refer to me as say man you are the Larry King of Tallahassee
0: absolutely you because, are
1: because I, because I'm interviewing them, they love thank you they, they and i and I've had people say to me, wow, you know, I was so nervous about doing this, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it, but this was fun. you allowed me to tell my story, you allowed me and how many times do people really get an opportunity to talk about themselves and their lives? Not very often because whoever you're talking with is trying to overtalk you or scream at you, talk you down. And when they have 30 to 45 minutes of getting to talk about themselves and their topic of interest, man, they leave there <clears throat> and you talk about enhancing the relationship, Steve. It's like, wow, thank you. Thank you. No one's ever allowed me to have that much time. It's cool.
0: Oh it really is and and it aligns with kind of the fundamental characteristics of human beings it aligns with human nature uh, we want to be able to tell our story we want someone to hear us and to listen to us we want someone to recognize what we're doing in the world and that it matters um, and and we want that amplified most of the time um, and when I think about marketing and and I think this is important for everybody to to adopt this mindset. As you're thinking about marketing, there are all kinds of tricks and tactics and hacks and things that people, you know, will tell you to do, oh, if you just get this bot that goes through LinkedIn and views profiles, people will view your profile back and then they'll want to be your client. Well, nonsense. You know, if you build real relationships with people, human to human relationships, that's what supports commerce because They've got to trust you. You've got to build trust and that requires relationship. Uh, that building that trust often requires time. They have to experience you. So and, and they've got to feel comfortable and they've got to like you. I, I hate to bring up that no like and trust thing, but you know, it's trite, but it's true. And John, that's what I found to be most powerful about this medium. And so I first discovered this in 2012 and I started a podcast uh, back then. It lasted for a year uh we interviewed 52 because we were weekly so we did did it for a year 52 uh entrepreneurs all over the world and um some of them had really big audiences some of them had really tiny networks that they shared us with um and we didn't really get much growth from from the listenership of that but i wrote a book 2 years later went back to those people that i built a relationship with and said hey i wrote this book on referrals would you be interested in sharing this when we launch it with the people in your network? And out of those 52, John, 15 of them said, yeah, I'll do that. I'll write an email. Uh, you know, Actually, we wrote the email for them. They just sent it out. Uh, and they sent that out. And in one week when we launched the book, we moved 5,268 copies of the book in one week. So how
1: did That's, you feel about that, my friend? How did you feel about that?
0: Uh, my honestly it it kind of blew my mind i know Um, i remember
1: you telling me about it
0: (laughs) i mean we we didn't have that many people in our database you know and it it actually it took our database from about a thousand people to about four thousand literally in a week and it wasn't because we had done a podcast, it was because I'd done a podcast and built relationships with all of those people. That's the power of this. It created great reciprocity with all of those people, uh, a great relationship with all of them. And, you know, there's more to it than just the one interview, but it opened the door. I was able to meet people that I could not have gotten on the phone in any other way, but because I showed up not as a salesperson or somebody that was looking to get something, but I showed up and I said, I've got this media platform. I've got this podcast. I want to interview about interview you about your expertise and all the great things you're doing. They said yes. And for all of you listening, so I get those requests now on a regular basis from other people with podcasts. that That's one of the benefits that will kind of flow to you as you begin to to be known this way. Um, I get requests all the time from other podcasts. They want me to do an interview. And it takes me about a nanosecond to say yes, um, even though we've, you know, we've built up a bit of a following and, and we've got an audience. And, and the reason it, I, it only takes me a nanosecond to say yes to get on the phone with that person for 30 or 40 minutes is because they've just emailed me and said they'd like to promote me. And I'm in business and I want to be promoted. So they've aligned their ask with my own selfish self-interest. That's the best way to get anybody.
1: Yeah. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to flip this on you, Matt. Perfect. uh, Explain. See, I I, I guarantee you, some people listening are like, oh, my God, this is so powerful. But I don't know how to get started. It's too complicated. What equipment's needed? Let me ask you to pull back just a moment and just walk through. uh, Just tell them what you did for me, uh, if you don't mind sharing that. I mean, uh, I I don't mind them knowing because... I'm your client. You you've taken the the load off of me. Of where I started by simply thing. All I do, folks, is I put a microphone in front of someone. I record. Sometimes it's through the computer. Sometimes, like when I was in Chicago uh, in June, I interviewed uh, the legend Moshe Maletsky about the importance of annuities. Brought the recorder back. Handed it to Jay. He downloaded it. Saved it on computer, sent it to Steve's organization, and Wall-E-Lah, it was released last uh, Wednesday uh, as a podcast. And I, ironically, I was in Chicago, Steve, so I picked up the phone, I called Bushy, I said, "Hey, buddy, your podcast just went live." He says, "Wow, thank you. I will listen to it." And then a few minutes later, he called back. He said, "Hey, that was awesome. I love it." <laughs> so. Let's walk walk them through the basics of how to get started. Because it doesn't matter if you have an audience of ten, if it just goes to your existing clients, if that's all you did, you you've nurtured that relationship with those clients. So talk about the basics and getting started, just where you are.
0: Well, I I think that's that's the key is to start where you are. I mean, you can see while while we use some some fancy equipment most of the time. We're doing this on a phone line right now. Uh, at least John's connecting on a phone line. Um, John, you're actually a little uh, a little unusual among our clients because uh, you interview a lot of your clients in your office. And for most of the the, the folks we work with, uh, we've actually simplified it. So they don't have to record it themselves and download the file and do all of that. Um, and I would encourage you, one of the things that I learned in doing that first podcast and doing it for a year was that, um, you know, while this is what I do for a living and I'm, I'm expert at, at making all of these moving parts come together and, and work. I hadn't built a team to do that specific thing. And that's why it ended after a year. I just ran out of time. It worked. We got new clients. Um, you know, business was going well and I ran out of time. And this is a long-term strategy. I'm, I'm more and more beginning to believe that, that this medium is just about the perfect medium. Um, and, John, we can talk a little bit about why I think that there are a number of reasons. I, I just think it works on many, many levels um, and can be repurposed <clears> in many ways. But, but um, the huge mistake that I, I see folks make when they're trying to do this, because there are a lot of moving technical parts to it, uh, is that they don't get a team. And whether that's our team or you decide to do it, you know, in-house yourself or you decide to hire somebody else, you know, that, that's fine, but get a team to support you because your job as, as the advisor is to, to show up and build the relationship, basically just show up and talk and then everything else should be handled. Uh, And, and you can do that in a way that, that it's, you know, it's not that expensive and, um, and honestly, it it frees you up to do the thing that you're supposed to be doing in the business, which is build relationships and sell.
1: Well so, said. Now let's 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 do this. Let me take you back. That I see people primarily in my office. The three that are coming in in the next uh, two three weeks. Uh, they'll come in on a Friday. These will. will we'll have lunch served. Then we'll push the plates aside. And then I interview them. I like to do it because of the face-to-face energy. And remember, I'm doing this with most of my clients or people I want to have as a client. So it's worth it for me to do that. Now, I've also done some over the phone. and I'll be doing more because of your your, uh, technology capability. And I want to say this about what you just said. And that is, don't do anything. I'll repeat it do not do anything that someone else can do for you even if you can do it it's like Dan Sullivan teaches you know and good uh, to coach surround yourself with people who have unique abilities that can do things so you are stay in your zone or your unique ability and that's that's what I've done by teaming up with Steve and his team that it frees me up I report it I don't even know what to do with it. all I know is that stuff goes through the ether somehow or another. And Steve, you get it, you guys, uh, uh, transcribe it. And that next thing I know,
0: it's, uh, uh on air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, let's talk about how, how the, the podcast works on Cause it works on a number of different levels to help you attract clients. Um, and so yes. we've talked a little bit about using the interviews to go out and interview, uh, interview people that you want to do business with or potential referral partners. So let's, let's talk about doing the, the episodes themselves. And what, what we've really um, come to understand is that there are, there are three types of episodes that you want to have um, and they don't have to happen in any specific proportion. It's not like it's a third, a third, a third. Um, We tell our clients you sort of fit them in when you think the, the need is there. Uh, and so the the first type and often what uh, we'll see our clients start with is their closest relationships, their clients, their own clients. They'll interview them. And those are fascinating um, for our clients that aren't in financial services. Those often turn into really great long form case studies about what that that business does. Uh, John, you use them a little bit differently because you can't use case studies. And I think what you've done is really brilliant you have people come in who are uh, they're not talking about necessarily what you've done for them, but they're talking about the life that they live now in retirement um, or the, you know, the, the life that they live in, in preparation for retirement. Um, and, and that becomes um, a really interesting and, and, and an example for those who want to live that kind of life. Um, and so, you know, it can be really powerful to interview your clients. That's the first type of of episode that we think that you should have. The second is you want to go and interview people you want to do business with, and you want to interview people that can refer you. So all of your centers of influence, you know, if if you're frustrated because the accountant that, you know, is doing your own books hasn't referred you in a year and a half, and every time you bring it up, he seems a little grumpy about it, go interview him about his particular expertise and how he helps small business owners, you know, get control of their finance. What do you think he's going to do? He's instantly going to send that out to every small business owner that's a client of his. And guess what just happened? You just got referred to all of them. You just got introduced to all of them. Now, uh, we'll talk about referrals at some point, John. Uh, Most people think referrals mean, you know, getting a referral means having uh, a client walked up you know, a, a new client walked up by someone that you know, and they've already written the check out and put your name on it. They're just waiting to find <laughs> out what what the amount is. You know, they're that far along in the sales process. Uh, the truth is, you can have a lot more success with referrals if you don't rely on your your referral partners and your clients doing too much of the selling. That all they do is just introduce you into that person's life, and then allow you to give them a compelling reason to pay attention to you. Uh, you'll do much better that way. And so. Um, it's a great way to get referred. Um, It's a great way to build a deeper relationship with those partners. Um, And it's also a great way to go out, particularly if, um, you know, if you're targeting uh, business owners or or people who have a reason to promote themselves. Um, And John, you've, you've actually done this really in an interesting way. And I'd like for you to talk about it a little bit with your clients, because Oftentimes, your clients aren't business owners. They're either working in state government or they're retired already. Um, But they still have a reason to want to promote their story. Um, And and what that does, and and I want you to talk a little bit about that here in just a second, but I want to finish this point. What that does is it allows you to tap into the networks of all of those people as well. Because you're going to go out and yes, you want to do business with them. Yes, you're going to build a relationship with them. But what's the thing that they're going to do when that interview is published, they're going to go, Oh, guess what? I was a guest on this and it was a really special and interesting thing. You know, same thing that we would have done 20 years ago, or even today. If, if you got interviewed for a spot on TV, you know, you're telling everybody that, you know, Hey, go see this. You're sharing it on social media. It's going all over. And it, it, it just has this natural shareability, which, makes you look like you're the Larry King of your community. And that's how John gets that moniker because he's the only one in the community doing it. So John, talk a little bit about why your clients would want to get their story out because a lot of them don't have a business to promote. Correct.
1: Well, it's funny, <clears throat> by the way, list those three again. I want to hear those again. Uh, relationships, well, case study, prospects, those, or influence,
0: third one. So we got to get to number three still, but I want I want you to talk about number two before we get there. So uh, number yeah. one is your clients, right? Number two is referral partners and people you want to do business with. Number three is yep. going to be a solo episode, and we'll talk about why you should do those in a minute.
1: Perfect. Well, the re- first of all, usually when I ask someone to let me interview them, they first say, oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to do. You know, uh, I'm not good on television. I'm not good on video. so well, this is not a video. This is just going to be us having a conversation. And I said, well, and usually what happens is somebody would be telling a story about a trip they took. The one, the, the one that just happened, uh, just this week uh, to Tuesday. She was talking about her uh, love of gardening, and her face just lit up. I mean, her face is, I, I said, Marianne, you've got to let me interview you about this because you've had a successful career. You retired pretty young. You didn't have anything to do for a while. Then you found this love of gardening. And she she just started talking. And she, she said, okay, let's do it. So she's we're, we're going to go have lunch somewhere first, then go to my office and do it. So she got excited about it. So what I'm looking for, Steve, is just simply a spark. Uh, another one is a, a lady just came back from a three-week uh, trip with some friends, with their girlfriends, so I'm looking forward to interviewing her. But I, I, right now, I'm just picking whatever topic that they're passionate about, and then we're just letting people listen. And people are stopping me at the grocery store at public saying, you know, man, I love that podcast about that couple. I don't remember their names, but they they, they bought the motor home, and that for two years, that's all they did. I was like, oh, you're talking about Bill and Donna. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So they feel like they know them, and they're thanking me for sharing those experiences. That's what's exciting. And I, I, I promise you, it's happening at least three, four, sometimes more times a week. Uh, when I'm out in the community, people will say, man, I love the podcast. I love it. Keep them coming.
0: You know, what, what that is, is really, it's giving you proof that not only are you capturing the attention of people in your market, but you're holding the attention. And when you really come down to it, to sell anything, you have to do those two things. And, and most people can figure out how to capture attention, but very few businesses are any good at holding attention over time, particularly when you're selling something that requires such tremendous trust. I mean, you're asking people to give the, give over you know, and trust you with the, the care and management of their life savings. And if you screw that up, they're in real trouble and the the level of trust that's required in this business is is completely unique. I work with professionals in lots of businesses. What you guys do is is unique and difficult. And what you're what you're hearing John say is that not only is he grabbing the attention of the people that he wants to do business with, he's holding it over time. And as he's holding that attention over time, he, they're just getting to know him and getting to know him and like him and hear him. And they hear people they know on these interviews. And, and that trust accrues then to John. It, the familiarity that comes with that makes selling easier. It makes serving those people easier. It makes getting over all of the hangups that all of you listening know that, that people have when it comes to dealing with money issues, life and death all of the things that you have to deal with head on to serve that person. It, it builds the trust that overcomes the difficulty in a lot of those conversations. Uh, Maybe not a hundred percent, but it gets you a long way there. And, and so it's important that you understand how that's, that's working. It's not just nice that somebody says that to him in the grocery store. There's a, a, an underlying purpose that's going along with that. So, we talked about two of the the types of episodes you want to have. We talked about um, interviewing clients. We talked about interviewing uh, people that you want to do business with, whether it's as a referral partner or as a, a, a client or prospect. The the third type of interview, and John, you've been doing fantastic at these. In fact, you and I have actually collaborated on some where I've interviewed you, is what we would call a, a solo episode. And a solo episode just means even when I'm interviewing you, John, um, that I'd still Categorize that as a solo episode because that's really about you getting your ideas and information out. And when you pair those three types together, you really have a powerful combination. And um, and then the ideas that will come as you're sharing them, you know, one of the things we found is that most business people don't like to write. Uh, when it comes to marketing, they, I mean, it just kills them to try and write anything. Uh, that's obviously complicated with, you know, all of the regulation and compliance that you've got to go through, but you're all pretty good at talking and, um, you do it all the time and you stay perfectly compliant when you talk and you're able to do that. And, um, you know, it just gives you an easy way to get those ideas out and to communicate those ideas to the market that needs to hear them. So those are the three types of, of uh of episodes that we think are important. And I know, John, you've you've covered things like Social Security and Medicare and all kinds of, of topics that are really important to the people that you want to do business with.
1: Yes, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm expanding uh my, my thoughts just as we're as I'm listening to you, because every time we're together I learn something new. I just uh I gotta figure out how we <laughs> We change this every two weeks or three weeks breakfast about once a week or maybe every day. (laughs) But, uh, the, the energy that comes out of whether it be telephone with me being, I don't know where the hell I am right now. I'm 80 miles outside of Tallahassee by now, wherever I am. But it's, I'm just, I'm just fascinated every time that we do this because the stuff that I'm doing, then you'll remind me of something that I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I'm like, Oh, I am doing it that way. And it made me think of three people. Three people right now. I just wrote down on my little console. I got my journal. I wrote. I, I, I may not be able to read the names later, but uh, one's a CPA, a two are attorneys that I can interview for podcasts, and they would be non-threatening to local people because these are all professionals outside of Tallahassee. Because if I interviewed certain people in Tallahassee now, okay, I've got a little bit of a, you know. Um, sibling robbery there, if you will. But uh, no, that's number one. And number two, you reminded me of another reason to do podcasts that I have done on three occasions. And these were people that had told me flat out, I'll never do business with you because I have a relationship elsewhere. And uh, I took that as a personal challenge.
0: Uh, <laughs> I so knew I, you would.
1: So, so I put, but I don't want their business right now. Here's what I've done. I can't say the names because I don't want anybody to hear the names later. Uh, But the bottom line is, you know what I'm talking about when I kind of alluded to this. Um, Two of them are presidents of some major institutions in our community. And one is like a third level down. So I said, okay, I'll take a different tack. So I interviewed them. And I was at a reception one night. Two of them were there. And I'm chatting with the the one I really wanted. I said, I would love to interview you for my podcast." He said, "Podcast? Do you have a podcast?" I said, "I do." He said, "Well, what is it?" I said, "It's John Curry's Secure Retirement Podcast." He goes, "I didn't know that." He said, "I love podcasts." He said, "That's that's the greatest invention in the world." And he said, "Yeah, you know, I love education. I'm part of the education world." I said, "Yes, I do." And I said, "Would you like to be uh, featured on my podcast?" He said, "Oh, please." He said, uh, here, "Here, here's my cell number." Now in the past he would never give me his damn cell number. Uh, so I called in the next day and we booked it literally, that was on Tuesday, we did it on that Friday. That's how fast he came in. Now, what's happened since then, I'll see him at the uh, Capital City Tiger Bay Club or a Rotary Club or I'll see him at the Economic Club of Florida. And Steve, I don't go to him. He comes to me. He's like a beeline. Hey man, how you doing? You know, uh, so, it's changed. So ultimately, because I know who he's working with now, ultimately I'll get some of that business. I won't never get it all because of this was his high school buddy. Uh, but my point I want to make is, you don't have to be interviewing someone as a client or will become a client. This guy has tremendous center of influence in our community, and now by association, by association, it is okay. He was on Curry's podcast. Interviewed him. They're having fun. So now I benefit from that. It's like the power of association.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, none of this is being done in a manipulative way. Um, it's oh. it's not being done to get to to get the end result. I mean, yes, you're in business. You have to sell and all of that. But <clears throat> really, what it allows you to do is is take the networking that you are already doing. And first of all, make it time leveraged so you don't have to go to those stinking networking events where you walk around with a drink in your hand and everybody's trying to to sell you something and you go direct to the people that you want to do business with and one of the things I found about networking events because I used to be involved in in the big you know uh breakfast networking group and you know, that's, that's all over the place. And you're supposed to, you know, bring a referral every morning and, you know, for somebody in the group and all of that. And I did that for three years and I did every bit of one-to-one I could ever do. I went to chamber events, uh, in that, in that organization, they say their top performers are out networking for eight to 10 hours a week. I was doing at least that. And I, yes, I got results, but boy, is that a linear way to do things. Um, and when in 2012, I went absolutely cold turkey on it. I haven't been to a networking event since. I'll go to conferences occasionally where there are people that I want to, you know, meet that are kind of at a higher level, um, and use the podcast to build a relationship with them, but that's all I do. And, um, and John, I was able to still network but now instead of just locally, I could do it regionally, nationally. I do it actually internationally. You don't have to do that. We have lots of clients that are really using podcasts very successfully in a local area like you are. And, um, it just, it, it, it it's such a time leveraged way. So I'll spend now, instead of eight hours, I'll spend two three hours on a Friday, uh, interviewing people on our podcast, um, most Fridays, not every Friday, but I'm probably spending a quarter of the time that I would on networking and I'm getting an exponential return on that in comparison. So th- this is, you're doing a lot of the activities, but we're giving you a way to do it in public with a podcast yes. because <clears throat> there's there's benefit to unlocking all this. There's benefit to everyone involved. But John, you're a Rotarian. I'm a former Rotarian. We both believe in, you know, its it's gotta be beneficial for everyone involved. And it is. Um, and that's one of the great things I love about it. It's just a great way to have conversation and 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 share that. So let, let's move now from. So we've talked about the the episodes and how you do those, and we've talked about the benefit of having the conversations, right, and building the relationship that way. Let's talk about the listenership side of it a little bit because I, I think that's pretty powerful. So you did a you did some seminars this summer where you had um, standing room only and waiting lists and hundred people or more in, in the room and you had folks raise their hand. And, and, uh, you know, when you asked how many of you are aware that we've got a podcast and listen to it, um, what, what was that like? What, what kind of response did you get? Uh,
1: the, the, in January, I'll use that. We had not quite a hundred, I think we had 98 people in the room. And I would say that easily a third, if not 40% of the hands went up, at, at least a third,
0: that's powerful. Third, and
1: it was cool. And and then the people, it was powerful. It was larger than I thought it would be. But what was even better was people do You have a podcast? I didn't know that. And these are clients that we know are getting the emails. And I said, Well, uh, when you get, are you getting my emails? Yeah, I get your emails. Well, we notify you by email, but we'll double check and make sure. In fact, do me a favor before you leave night. Uh, talk with Audie or Jay. Let's verify that we do have your email correct because we might need to have a review to update your information. Maybe something <laughs> happened. So now, what have I done?
0: Yeah, you're just coming uh, for a
1: yeah. review. <clears throat> and by the way, I want to go back to this word manipulation earlier. And one other thing you said about uh, uh, doing Fridays. The reason that I asked these three gentlemen to be interviewed, even though I knew that there was no business there. Because their topics would be of value to my audience, and if I'm bringing value to my audience, and the key word I can't say this enough, you have got to be creating value in order for someone to do business with you. And if you're not, you don't deserve their damn business, and they should go somewhere else. And pretty much the first thing I'll say every interview is, how much time did you allocate today? How are we doing on time? And what can I do for you? How can I bring value today? And it's value, value, value. My, my team, they'll even say sometimes, why do you keep doing that? Well, because we exist only to the extent that we bring value. If we don't bring value to these people, they should go elsewhere. We don't deserve their business at all if we don't do it. And it blows their mind. They go, well, yeah, he's walking the talk. And then the other thing you talked about that you, you have gotten me more motivated now than ever to carve out time and do some of these by phone, because I've got four people that you and I have discussed before. They just can't find the time to come to me. So what I've been doing is getting in the car, going to their office, set the recorder on their desk, and record. Or next step is do it by phone. But some of these are big-time people that you and I have discussed. You know, the Supreme Court Justice and the former football coach, mm-hmm. et cetera. goes, don't know what that's going to happen. I'm going to go to their house or their office and have a cup of coffee. And you know what? For the level of the uh, who they are, I'll go there at midnight if I have to. You know
0: what I mean? Right. Yeah, so but you'll get you'll thinking. get the ability. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You stretch my thinking though, in the sense that there are some of these I could do by telephone, and I want to start doing that because I could, I could, I could knock out two or three of those in an afternoon, and not go anywhere and uh, get it done faster. So thank you for that little tip. <laughs>
0: Well, and and just to underscore the point, we've got a a client, uh, actually, he's in your business um, in in the Midwest, um, and uh, he wanted to start a podcast. We have not launched it as you and I are recording this, um, you know, and maybe by the time everybody listens to this episode, it'll be launched and out there. But uh, he reached out to Tony Horton. I don't know if you know that name, John. I do.
1: The exercise guy.
0: Yeah. P90X, right. The founder of P90X yeah. or the inventor of it. Right. Um, cold emailed Tony Horton. This is a financial advisor that's in the middle of the country in, in Oklahoma. Um, and um, cause he's a, he's kind of a fitness guy and um, it fit with kind of the theme of his show. And there are some, there's some sort of business celebrities that he wanted to uh, make sure that he interviewed at part of, you know, creating association and authority and all of that. So he cold emails him, gets a response back in like 25 minutes from his assistant saying that would be awesome. We'd love to do it. How do we schedule? And that, is often the experience that we have, particularly with people that have a good reason to promote themselves. I mean, they will promote somebody like that has been doing this a, a while and has had success, knows that every promotional opportunity is a good promotional opportunity. Um, and you can get people like that to pick up the phone and you know, there's a chance that that'll get shared and that'll help build exposure. but, but if nothing else, it creates an association between our client and Tony Horton and the other business celebrities that he's going to interview.
1: Let me tell you the reverse of that. I, I am now on a regular basis, probably two or three times a month. Now I'm getting emails from people wanting me to feature someone on a podcast. Now, unfortunately so far they've all been other financial advisors and I'm obviously not going to interview a financial advisor on my <laughs> podcast on retirement plan.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll know, happen. I, well, uh, well that'll getting, happen.
1: Here, 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 I know, but here's my point. My point is that the, you know the podcast is working when all of a sudden you got, uh, I know of at least five different people, agents, agents I guess, uh, agencies that are contacting me. So they're, it's getting attention is my point. Oh, absolutely. Not just in Tallahassee, across the nation. Across the world, so so things are happening, and and you're right. The more you do it, and people like the topics, because some topics are more popular than others. So, but I, I, I'm telling you, this 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 episode right there has been a good one. And if nothing else, it should help get people thinking in terms of how do I go about getting in front of people and getting them to share their stories with me, and then then record that stuff and get it out there so that I'm I'm bringing value to my clients nurturing that relationship so that when they are ready to do business, they at least know who the heck I am.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, John, I know we're running along on this episode. I want to cover two quick, really quick points because I think they're important and then we'll wrap things up. Okay. So we, you know, we've talked about, um, about how the, the podcast can work and the different types of episodes that you ought to have and how those work and influence things. Um, we've talked a little bit about on the, on the listenership side, one of the things that we've noticed over time. And so with our unstoppable CEO podcast, we're now up around, we do it weekly. And so we're up around uh, approaching 150 episodes. Now we're just shy of that. And, um, and so kind of, coming up on three years. And what we noticed was about the 18 month mark, I would get on sales calls. People would book an appointment with me. I'd get on a sales call and I'd hear things repeated to me that I said on one of my solo episodes. In other words, somebody was listening to it. They were repeating that idea that I had shared. They had bought into it. And we talked in an earlier episode, John, about the the three purchases that happen in every transaction. First, they got purchase. The idea they got to buy the idea that they have a problem and that that you offer a solution. They got to buy you as their guy or their gal, and and then the third buy is when money changes hands. And so, the podcast was making the first two sales for me. Uh, the other thing that we have <coughs> had people tell us is uh, I've had business owners tell me, you know, I I was going on a business trip to meet with a client. They were. Four hours away. I listened to your podcast all the way there and all the way back, and so I just spent eight hours in a car with a prospect, indoctrinating him into our approach to things, our worldview, our way of of in our case doing marketing. And how else could I ever spend eight hours with a prospect like that without having to be Right, you couldn't. Then I could do that with a hundred people simultaneously all over the place, right? Because they could all be listening to it at the same time. And I don't have to be there for any of them. And so it gives you this capability that is very hard to replicate otherwise. Uh, And they hear hear your voice, unlike written content. So I know, you know, there's a lot of written content, particularly content that's syndicated for advisors. And the problem with that is it doesn't include any of your personality. And that second buy is they got to buy you, so as great as that content is, it's not selling you. It's generally selling a concept or product. When Let me comment on that one,
1: real quick. Yeah. Well, here here's something that we have done. I've done two as a practice session. I've not released them yet, but I'm going to as a podcast. I sat down with one of the, those pieces you're talking about, uh, a brochure on business, exit, planning. And I read it. I read it. Okay, and then the second time I read it, but I also talked it in my little recorder. You know my little recorder I carry everywhere I go. <clears throat> so yeah. I was practicing with this thing. So here's what I'm gonna do. There are pieces that are already approved, already approved. All I've got to do now is be able to talk it right off of the brochure. And now I have saved time, had my personality to it, my emphasis, my pausing wow, wow, that's a great idea. Everybody could benefit from this. You see what I'm saying? So I can Absolutely. I can take that written material that's already approved by the company and use it and simply say, hey, I used this verbatim. I added my disclosure at the bottom. I added my introduction at the top. What do you think? And they're going to say, okay, good. As long as I use the same words, I can emphasize something. So just because you folks Right, maybe like me I, i'm not a good writer that's not true i am good at writing but it's hard to get me to do it and steve convinced me john even if you are good at writing writing doesn't bring across your personality they hear your voice they hear it you know they, they can feel it and you're right because it works you know way before a podcast i just did audio cds and mailed them out
0: absolutely so, so- uh,
1: uh, yeah. And, and that, so this is good stuff. This is good stuff, man.
0: The power power of the human voice is huge. And, and the other thing that it solves is it, it solves the follow-up problem for folks. You know, John, you're very, very good at follow-up. People will come in to meet with you and they've got a folder full of things that you've sent them, emails printed out and postcards and all of that. Um, most people aren't going to be as prolific. Um, I know that. Um, and, uh, and that's okay. This gives you a way to just show up and talk for a couple hours a month and then always have something valuable to send to everyone in your database that will hold their attention. Um, that ultimately, if there is a if there is a business growth secret, that's it.
1: One of the things I'm doing today, the reason I'm driving to Jacksonville is April and I would be sitting down doing, I guess it's not going to be a solo since there's going to be the two of us, but... We're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a recording that's going to be a podcast uh, on the subject of life insurance. And then I have two more that I'll be doing on my own when I go back into town tomorrow. I'm going to stop off at my uh, my uh, getaway, my property, the 36 acres out in the woods. I'll be there by myself. i put the recorder on the table, and I've already got a bullet point outline of two episodes I want to do, and these are going to be focused on. Uh, Specific planning situations, and it's unusual that I would do that. So I don't do it very often. So they're, they're few and far between. I can get, I can talk about a product or a concept or an idea that would lead them to understand. Hey, this idea is so important. I need to talk with Curry about this because this is a great idea. I can use it in my planning.
0: John, I think that's the perfect place to wrap up because in our next episode, we're going to talk about letting ideas do the selling for you. So hold that thought. Let's pick that up uh, in our next episode and uh, folks um, I want to share a resource. John is it okay. If I share a, a resource and, and we give away some books. Absolutely. All right. So um, last year I wrote a book on our strategy for using interviews to connect with the, uh, with potential clients and with influencers. Uh, The book is called the exponential network strategy. You can buy it on Amazon and I would appreciate the uh, you know, the couple of bucks that Amazon sends me, but if you'd like to get it free, you can actually get it uh, completely free. If you go to our website um, at unstoppableceo.net slash exponential network, unstoppableceo.net slash exponential network. And uh, and you can get it for free there in ebook form, uh, so you can download it. Um, and uh, and my good friend Mr. Curry here actually interviewed me chapter by chapter through the book. So there's an audiobook version where John's interviewed me in a video version, so you can just watch it if you want to. Um, and so if uh, if you'd like to get that, you can go there and uh, and grab that for yourself. And and that'll go into some more detail on how all of this works.
1: Absolutely. And Steve, while you're there, go ahead and tell them about your podcast because uh, I was listening to a couple of your episodes uh, last weekend while I was driving somewhere. Share that with them because it will give them uh, uh, access to information. It's not just about selling and marketing from the standpoint of an advisor. So share that also while you're doing it about your Unstoppable CEO podcast
0: yeah absolutely uh, we've been running the Unstoppable CEO podcast now for um about two and a half years going on on three years um, and we've got hundreds or over a hundred interviews um, we've got uh, some some episodes out there where I'll take a marketing topic and and really kind of go deep in it and one of the the things that uh, we try and do is focus on strategies that that don't change over time I'm Uh, It wears me out to see the the latest tips and tricks and all this stuff. I like to do stuff that doesn't change. So um, you can find that at unstoppableceo.net. That's our website. or We're on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and all all the different places you would subscribe to a podcast. And so uh, just search for the Unstoppable CEO and you'll find it. Um, John, it's been a pleasure. I hope you're driving carefully and safely and uh, look forward to the next episode.
1: I enjoyed it my friend. This was very good. Um you know my brain is still going fast here with some good tips I got from it. So thank you for doing it and uh I'll see you on the next episode. All right, sir. All right, goodbye. <laughs>